Welcome back. Hi, I'm Justine, and I'm here to tell you being mentally ill isn't the end of the world. I know what it's like to live with a mental illness. It's hard. You're constantly trying to hide your struggles from others, and you feel like you're weaker than others because of your illness. But that's not true. So many badasses struggle with mental illnesses, but they don't talk about them because they're afraid of being judged or thought of as weak-minded. Well, guess what? They're not. We can change that by talking openly about our struggles and sharing our stories with each other in a positive light. This is why I created Mentally a Badass, so we can come together as badasses who are also mentally ill or who has had it rough in life and share our stories with one another in a safe place that celebrates our strengths rather than shames our weaknesses. I hope this podcast helps you feel less alone in this crazy life of ours, and I hope it makes your life just a little bit better. Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine, and today I have, a, her name is Woodleen, and we have her here in person today, and she's going to chat about her childhood trauma and past and discuss with us what she plans on doing in the future. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. We've been uh, waiting for you for like two weeks. No. No, it's two months, months, girl. Um, two months. Two months. Yeah, slay. Okay. All right. So let's dive into your story. Um. So, by the way, um, you don't have to share anything extremely like, if you like, don't feel like you have to be un- like uncomfortable or anything like that. So whatever you want to bring to the table that w- uh, that would uh, provide value to someone who is depressed or feels like they're losing hope, um, I want you to be that hope for others so let's first chat about your childhood so where would you like to start where would you like to dive in let's talk about like when I was younger like my mom yes she was in my life but not really like she was mostly focused on bills and you know getting her bills paid and stuff and I barely seen her seeing my mom and stuff and it was to the point where I felt alone, like I had nobody. Cause like when the kids, for example, if we had activities and stuff like that, and I know a lot of people, they, a lot of people um, gone through that before, you feel me? Like um, when, for example, they have sports mm-hmm. and they want their mom or their dad to be there. And every parent is out in the crowd. Besides yours. But, besides yours. So I just felt like empty. Like I see everyone mm-hmm. running to their parents and stuff like that. And there's just me like not going yeah, to Yeah, no, that's actually really, that is really sad. Yeah. What about your dad? Was he in the picture? My dad, yes, he was. But my mom and my dad wasn't really together. They, I was an oopsie. Let's just leave it there. They don't want. They don't want to believe it, but I was a oopsie because ain't I don't know, but I just feel in my guts I was a oopsie. Like I would see my dad on the weekends, but when I do see him, I was for some reason like I was so close to my mom and dad. Like when my dad used to come pick me up, I used to cry because I don't. I didn't want to um, leave my mom by her side. Like leave her um, when I go to Miami. So when I do go to Miami, I used to bust out into tears because I didn't want to, you know, leave my mom. And my dad, like, he's a good guy. Like, he's wonderful. But it's the fact that I wasn't really close with his side of the family. They used to mistreat me. Like, I wake up and stuff like that. I always had to do chores. Like, I used to feel like, what's her name? Um, That girl that used to be like, it's a hard not life for us. Uh, I feel like that sounds familiar. 
Um, Annie, Anne, something like that. I don't know. I feel like I've heard it, but I can't really like. I think it's Annie, but like that's how I felt. Like I had to wake up, like do chores, and like I just felt I didn't feel comfortable. Like I, you know, like on the summertime, like the kids used to have fun, used to go out and play, but instead I used to. Kind of sounds up. a little like Cinderella to me. Yeah, no. It's wait, not was this me. at your dad's? Yeah, my dad's place. So, so I, wait, sorry. Let me just back up a little bit, just so we have a little bit more clarity. Where did you grow up? Like, where did you? I, I was born in Miami, but okay. raised in Naples, which is like an hour from Miami, or hour like, two hours. Like an hour or two. Okay, so you were born in Miami, and then you grew up in Naples. Um, yeah. but you visit your dad in Miami. Yeah, in the weekends. Oh. Not weekends. During the summertime, like when I don't have school. That makes sense. So your mom moved to Naples. Yes, because she decided to move with this this dude that she fell in love with. Which. Mm. So did your parents separate while you were like born and like conscious enough to really see that they were once together and then not together? To be honest with you, my mom and dad were never together. They were best friends. And I didn't know that my dad was my dad until I was 14 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that just that just cleared. So wait, so you didn't know who your dad was until you were 14? 14, yeah. So that's when you started to do all the visiting. So No, I used to visit him. But you didn't know he was... Interesting. Yeah, so I thought he was my godfather the whole time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, just, that just added to this episode. Yeah. That yeah. was... That's wow. Yeah. So why did you think your mom kept that from you? Well don't want to make it too like traumatizing but my mom got married to this dude which i don't have like to make it a little more interesting i don't have my dad's last name the Mm -hmm. dude that she married to is the dude that i have his last name yeah so the dude that my mom married to didn't know that my mom was pregnant with me with Mm -hmm. like when when she got pregnant she yeah. didn't, he didn't know nothing about that because he was trying to get his citizen of uh, his citizenship, his visa, yeah, to come to America and stuff like that. Like so he could have his green card, I believe. Yeah. So while she was pregnant, when he found out, he said he will, you know, me and my me, my mom and my dad, you know, if yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, he will. What? Yeah, my Okay, mind. let's just make it just so the the listeners aren't confused. Um but put it in a way where it's not disturbing. Pitch pretty much threatened. Yeah. Threatened. Threatened you. my mom life. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So that's the reason why I think I was kept a secret until I was fourteen, which my dad didn't tell me. My grandfather, he suspected, he's like, I know this is your child. And my dad's like, hmm, well, like he didn't want to, he didn't want to say anything because I was there until when him and I went to visit my, um, his side of the family in Haiti. That's when the truth came out. He's like, yeah, this is my child. And Sounds like a show or a movie to me. Oh yeah, my whole life is a show and a movie. <laughs> oh yeah, I feel like this is, I feel like buckle up, guys. This is gonna get interesting. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. I, I love how it started out um, first just talking about, you know, your mom working a lot. Now we're getting into some some, some stuff you usually see in the movies, yeah. which obviously happened in real life. But, yeah, that that's insane. So, when you have siblings, right? Yes and no. Um, okay. So, yes, I do have a 
I do have a brother, which I never met my whole entire life, because he's probably three years old now, before my dad passed away. Like I was. Oh, so the the dad that you were visiting passed away? Yeah, he oh. passed away like two. Wait, he passed away twenty twenty. Oh, so, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Um, so my little brother was born in twenty nineteen. So he's twenty nineteen. So half brother? Yeah, he's my half brother. So I never met him. But so I would say yes or no. Like I do have a sibling, but we don't know. You technically do, but you—it's you, not like you grew up as siblings. Yes. So um, you grew up as like the only child. Only child, and is your mom still married to that guy? No. That's good. The one thing I would say it sounds horrible. One thing I would say about what I learned from my mom is to not—you know—well, I'm not gonna become her, but is to at least wait until you find the right guy because. I've seen my mom with different type of dudes, and they don't. It's not. It's not like she's the problem. Or she is. Well, he is. But she. We all have our own flaws. Flaws, yeah. yes. But it's she's not picking the right guy for herself. Like, yeah. She's only listening to what they say, and they're saying what she wants, wants to, to hear. hear. Yes. Yeah. Instead of her looking at the actions, like how they treat her, like how they you know act with her. So that's. That's one thing I will, I'm taking as a lesson, not a lesson, but to learn from is to at least sit, sit down and wait mm-hmm. because the, like I said, the dude that I have his last name, he was, he wasn't a great guy. Like he was horrible. And I like, even though like I was, I was, I was small, but you know, like when you're small, like you somewhat remember things but you're little but you don't know if it's true or not yeah but when my mom used to tell me stories i'm like yo i actually remember this like crystal clear and Mm -hmm. it'll be like how he used to treat her like i still remember the time that like he'll be drunk and he used to like throw my mom and yeah he used to be so abusive and treat her really wrong and i just and then it's crazy because like what what he does is those are those are the type of dudes that my mom always bring around like always start dating is those type of dudes that abuses her and seeing that makes like it kind of changes. she definitely has her own demons she needs to work on because if you're attracting those kind of people you're mostly have there's a reason that people attract those people yeah and, and it falls into her childhood yep like i like i was telling you before everything happens from your childhood 100 percent. that's basically just that that's how i am too like that's why i'm always digging myself into deeper holes you know what i just uncovered here what is that because before this before we started this podcast obviously you know our conversation i was not going to mention details but the moral of it is that you're always so nice you're always too nice to people yeah and you are always like going out of your way for people and letting them walk all over you and yada 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 you think that can probably i mean that stems from what you were just saying before how you felt sad when your mom wasn't around yeah so now i feel like you deep down in your subconscious you never want ever to people to feel abandoned you never ever people want to feel that they're alone Dumb. and this and that. So that's probably why you always do all this stuff out of the goodness of your heart, even when people don't deserve it. Yeah. So, I don't know if you knew under, knew that. You probably did because you're your own, your own person. But I just, I, for me, just like psychoanalyzing you. like <laughs> I knew that. But like you said, like 
I one thing I know about myself is, for example, if if I don't do what makes some people, if for example they ask, hey, can you do this for me? And I don't know how to say the word no. I would say yes. And if you know, there if the next person is happy, I'm always good. Like I feel, mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. complete inside. Mm-hmm. But I don't like letting other people down. Mm-hmm. I like you said, it all started from your childhood. Like my mom used to always let me down. My dad used to always let me down. Hey, um, hey, Willine, we're gonna go this. We're gonna do that. I promise you, I'm gonna take y'all to Disney. I promise you, I'm go- I'm gonna be there when you're playing soccer. And I look out in the crowd, no one's there. Yeah, so, it's just constant disappointment. Yeah, so I don't like disappointing others. Like I like, you know, I like to make other other people happy. Yeah, the only thing that were backfires is that you give that to the wrong people. people. And, and I think that's like a, a learning opportunity. Is like really having to put your guard up to an extent. Yeah. And because I mean, I used to be like that. I feel like I used to always just like let people walk all over me. I mean, I told you my my story with my you, you know what i mean yeah um and i don't have any patience for that anymore so it's like and i think i guess i mean i guess i got disappointed a lot as a child too i mean thankfully i did my parents to show up to my like events and stuff like that but there's other things for me reason why i am the way i am but I feel it's crazy. It's like I feel like the nicest people are definitely the ones who are traumatized the most because they always want to make sure that people don't feel what they feel, oh, yeah. and that's like the biggest thing. And it's just sad how there's people out there who just take all of the take all of that and then just how you are currently being treated by people, which is not right. Yeah. Um, so, is there anything else besides your parents situation that you felt that contributed to your like depression and your struggles today no um i would say friendship too like i always for some reason one thing about me i always wanted to like when i have friends i'm that type of person that i can't be alone not not only with friends with relationships that that's the reason why my relationship don't last and when friendships don't last because one thing about it, like I go, like I'll give my all, and it's either I don't get, I don't receive, I'll receive a little bit, or mm-hmm. I'll receive none. Mm-hmm. So friendship-wise, um, let's say I don't care about elementary because elementary everybody used to get bullied. Is you feel not me? everybody? Not everybody. No, oh. because I've I've talked to people throughout life, and not everyone has been bullied. Oh. So I feel like we're we expect it, oh. but. Not everybody does, and that's why I've learned. I'm like, okay, yeah. So then I thought to myself, oh, yeah, everyone gets bullied, but, but it and it shouldn't be normalized because it's not 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 everyone does get bullied. There are some schools that you know it's usually just maybe one or two people in the class get bullied, and then everyone's usually decent with each other. It just it just kind of like really just opened my mind, you know, true. for me who talk to people from like all over the place. Not everybody has to have dealt with that kind of trauma. Um, so let's just I don't want. So just don't normalize that. You can count that towards this. <laughs> People are universally attracted to cute things. Plus, your everyday anxiety will be magically calm once you start to color. Coloring is proven to be an effective way to de-stress and relieve anxiety by activating the parasympathic nervous system. This is why I created the Mentally a Badass Coloring Book. It is a self-affirmation color book with inspirational affirmations to help you feel better about yourself and give you the confidence you need in life. 
Order Mentally a Badass Coloring Book today on Amazon. The link will be in the podcast description. Let's say back in, but I wouldn't really count elementary because, again, I was new That's the place you should count because that's where your brain is developing and you really have no sense of self. Okay. That's the biggest place because then the way that follows you to high school where you're more likely to, if you're bullied and you feel have low self-esteem because you've been bullied in elementary school, it follows you to having bad relationships with guys and and sleeping with a lot of guys, for example, doing drugs, doing alcohol, and True. yeah. So elementary school, I feel like, is like the biggest. The biggest. The biggest. Okay. Yeah. So before I moved, before I had moved to Naples, I was living on Fort Lauderdale. So while living there, I still remember like after school, I used to like it used to be me and two. I, I believe it used to be me and two girls. And for some reason, like the fifth graders, I used to be the target. Like if I used to have snacks and stuff like that, they used to throw me against a wall or like push me down and start beating on me. And I don't know how to fight. Like I'm not gonna lie, to this day, I don't know how to fight. I don't know why, but I still don't know how to fight. But anyways, <laughs> um, I used to get pushed on, stumped on and everything. Like I used to- Oh go yeah, that's worse than me then. Yeah. <laughs> I used to- Yeah, I, way worse bullying experience than I did. Oh, for a lot of those, these kids don't play. <laughs> but my mom decided to move me down here because, like, it was to the point where I, I felt like I needed guy friends. Like, I didn't need yeah. female friends because, like, what they're going to do, nothing. So, like, I used to hang out with a lot of guys, and my mom thought that, like, if I stayed in Fort Lauderdale, I would end up pregnant. So, by the age of seven, I'm they decided to move me to Naples, which... The school I went to, I would consider it a stereotype um, type of school because it was, I would say it would be like two or three colored people in my school and everyone else was, you know, um, white. White. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Just like, say white. White. And I remember this one dude. He he's he looked at me. He's like, oh, like you're African, and I'm like, I know. And he said some racist stuff about like you know Haitians, and it was to the point where I didn't want to consider myself Haitian. I used to I used to lie about it. I used to be like, no, I'm Black African American. Like mm-hmm. I'm not Haitian. And on top of that, like he used to say something about my gums. Like he used to be like, oh, like if you don't have pink gums, that means you have disease. Like, you have gum disease. And I actually believed it. And I used to go to my mom and tell her, why Why don't you take me to the dentist? Like, I have gum disease. And she she used to look at me crazy. Mm-hmm. It was to the point where I was not only getting bullied by him, but there's a bunch of girls that wanted to fight me again for no apparent reason. Because she they had the cool phones or the cool when You know, like, when the Blackberry used to come out. Mm-hmm. And that was the very first time, um, I think, the iPhone came out. It's either the iPhone or the Razor. I forgot which phone that came out. And I didn't have a phone. So I had to, like, I used to tell my mom, hey, I need a phone, I need a phone. So eventually she bought me a phone, but it wasn't compared to the phones that the other kids used to have. So this one girl, she lied, and she said I stole her phone, which I didn't. I didn't steal her phone. And we started arguing. That's the very first time I would say I actually stuck for myself. What grade was this? It was, I believe, I was in, it's either, yeah, fifth grade, because that's when um, 
what do you call that dare um with that tiger you mean the program the program yeah because mm -hmm. i remember it was fifth grade because they kicked me out of that because <laughs> why no, i'm about to get i'm about to tell you right all now. right <laughs> so her she said that oh i'm still in her phone this down the third which i like i said i didn't so she took my arm she tried to fight me so i took her and started punching because i was i was done like i was over the bullying i was done with the kids walking all over me so i gave her a bloody nose so then the next day this other girl she said something um she she said a slick comment so what i did i got up beat her up so from so that's why they kicked me out of there because all i did was i started fighting so from there till middle school if someone said something slick to me i used to i used to hit guys like so, like I used to have bad anger issues. It was to the point where they had to call the principal on me or they had to call the cops on me. But it wasn't to the point where I had to go to jail. But it was to the point where they had to talk to me. They're like, I know your mom feeds you. Like I know they she's giving you food. Like why are you why are you acting like that? Like I used to break my phone. I used to throw I used to throw things. I used to throw, throw tables. Like I used to grab guys. Like I remember this one dude. He slapped my butt back in middle school now we're in middle school we're done with elementary <laughs> i graduated by the way guys i graduated fine i actually graduated elementary but <laughs> um middle school i used to i i was still getting picked on in middle school i didn't go to the same middle school as the like with the other kids that i've graduated elementary with i went i went to a different school which i thought it would be good but no i was still getting bullied um, I started getting bullied the first day I went there because this girl that no one liked back in elementary, I started being friends with her. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, they're like, oh, if you talk to her, we're going to start bullying you too. And I was just like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not, you're not, you can't tell me who can who could be my friend and who cannot be my friend. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I don't care. So I started hanging around with her and people used to start bullying me. And... Like I said, it was to the point where this one dude, like the boys, they're now they want to say, "Oh, you're cute." Back then and stuff like that, I want to lie in my face. But anyways, um, they used to, um, for example, smack smack my butt and do some weird stuff, which I didn't like. So mm -hmm. I used to. There's this one one little dude. He was shorter than me. So what I did was pick them up, threw him against the locker, and and I told him, "Don't you ever put your hands on me, never again." And uh, this other dude, he used to pick on me too while I was in um, sixth grade, seventh grade. I used to get mad and I used to, I used to punch him. Like, don't, don't piss me That's off. That's so savage of you. Oh yeah, love that. Yep. <laughs> I, and I'm gonna get back to high school too. Oh goodness. But I would say bullying would stop. Since after ninth grade, that's when you know, you know, like when you go to high school, like how you used to dress, how you used to act, you change and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. Can you figure out who you are? Yes. So I figured out who I was. So I, I started dressing girly and started like being more presentable mm -hmm. and knowing how to dress and stuff like that. And that's when all the people that used to pick on me, all of the people that you know used to that didn't want to be around me everyone that's when everybody wanted you know started talking to me and to be honest with you i didn't care like it was to the point where i was done like i like ever since 
elementary to high um to middle school i used to get picked on so it was to the point where i stopped caring and i was just like you know what let bygones be bygones like mm-hmm. it we were all kids you feel me so we started being cool but that's when the dating situation started happening for me so when i was 16 well 15 let's say 15 started 15 i used to go for older guys mm-hmm. like 24 or mm-hmm. older so like i used to talk to them text them you feel me mm-hmm. and i used to go meet up with guys because like you know like i'll just like I want to be grown. Like, I hate being a kid. Yeah. You're way above your year. You're way beyond your years, it sounds like. Yeah. So, I was just like, you know what? I'm, I don't, I want to be, like, one of those cool kids. Mm-hmm. So, I went out with my friends. And this one time, like, I saw this dude. And he asked me. He asked me for my number. But, listen, I didn't have a, I didn't have a phone. I had a tablet. So, I gave him my, my kick. Oh, I remember kick. Is that still a thing? <laughs> no, not now. Uh, I wonder if it still was. No. WhatsApp's a thing now. But yeah. Kick, I forgot about that. Yeah, I gave him my kick. So he started kicking. <laughs> kicking. <laughs> so afterwards, afterwards, like he was like he was talking about, oh, um, can I come over? Like, how old you like like how he was like he had a little slang to it. So he's like, How old you is? And I was just like Oh, I'm 16 or 17, even though that's a lie. I was 15. <laughs> um, so he, um, one day after I got off school, he's like, oh, can he, can he pull up? Can he come over? And I was just like, yeah, that's fine. So he came up. Um, I was surprised because when I met him at the park, he was sitting down. He wasn't that tall. So why would he came up to my doorstep and I was just like who is this dude that's so awkward <laughs> wait he's like super he's tall like six like six oh. foot like okay six okay how and how old is he he was like around that time 24 holy shit how old are you now I'm 24 <laughs> oh my god putting that in perspective <laughs> <laughs> yeah so alright I was just like Damn, these dude, this dude's tall. So he came in my room. He thought he did. Was he know like, that you were like when you said that you were 16, 17? Yeah, around like that's I was still 15, like that's still like super. Well, despite if it was 15, 16, 17, like you're still know, like underage. Like it's not like he's like 19 or 20, yeah. where I mean, it's still technically illegal, but like it's not as pedophile as uh if you know what i mean um okay sorry go on now you're good so he came like i to be honest with you i already knew what he wanted Mm -hmm. i mean he's a 24 year old guy (laughs) and i was i'm like to make it sound a little bit better for you guys no i didn't i did not lose my virginity okay i made i made sure of it but Mm -hmm. when he came over my mom had a roommate it's a dude and he doesn't he's a snitch so like he would tell my mom everything like well, if i do something he will snitch on me so when he came over like five minutes before the roommate came over he was laying in my bed so i had to lie to him i'm like hey um can you like hide in the closet real quick because my mom my mom's friend is coming and he's too tall. Like he, when I tell you, like he's, he's no, I, I'm sure. I'm, like 
Yeah. <laughs> so, that is so intimidating too. Yeah. <laughs> and then he looks scary. He he oh. looks really scary. So and he one of those, if you know what I mean. He so, he wanna oh okay. Yeah. Right. So huh. I was just like How'd you meet him again? At a park? At a park. Oh, he was playing basketball with his friends. And I wasn't dressing my age, if you know what I mean. So, oh, this is a scandalous episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, when I tell you, and I had to, like, my ex-best friend, I, I messaged her. I'm like, hey, Code Red. Like, we, we came up with the code for each other. So, I was like, Code Red, like, I need help. And she's like, what did you do now with Lean? I was just like, I need help. Like, there's this dude in my house. And then, you know... <laughs> You know, um, the roommate is on the way here, and I don't know what to do. And he was just like, she was just like, okay, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. So she didn't live that far from me. She lived like, I would say, like a street from me. So she had to come, and then she, she had to act like that. That was her man. So, and it's crazy because my mom and her. Where's this friend now? Oh, she sounds like a tell- real. She sounds like a real one. Yeah, but we felt bad. That's a whole different story. Oh, okay. We, we need a whole season just dedicated to your life. <laughs> but that that was a whole other story with him. And then there's another dude. Don't get me started with him. I'm telling you, I feel like... I think I need to do like a part one. I think I'm going to get like all this content. I'm going to end up seeing how much content I have and be like, okay, I'm going to do a part one and part, part two. two. Uh, seriously. They have to. <laughs> Go on. So, no, don't, don't, don't say sorry. It's great content. Go on. So the <laughs> other dude that I used to talk to, he's, again, older than me. How much older this time? He wasn't that bad. Okay, so I, was, okay, so I think I was 17. So he could have been 22. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. Yeah, but I learned my lesson because he he didn't have a car. He was riding on a bike. <laughs> he dropped out of high school. And I was in... He got his GED? No. Mm. No. He's a... Okay. Yeah. All right. So... <laughs> I was You attract amazing dudes. I know. <laughs> I realize that about myself now. So with that one, he found me on Facebook and I started talking to him and two days later I I made him my boyfriend. Two days later? Two days later I made him my boyfriend. Yeah, he turned you on with that bike, I guess. I, I didn't know he was riding a bike. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know until I told him, hey, can you pick me up like when I get off school? Is he rolling up with his tricycle? Uh, no, he <laughs> rolled up by McDonald's because like, I, I used to go to school in Naples. Did he take you on the first date to McDonald's? No, my first date was at his mama's house. I love you. <laughs> this is just so, like, slay. Like... I was just like, and then oh um, he he's like, yeah, like he seemed like a good guy, but Lord forgive me, but them cheesy teeth, is so his teeth was so buttery, and I was just like, okay, I just visioned that. Mm-hmm. And I was just, and he was smiling. He has a nice body. Like I was just like, oh yes. And then his teeth, he smiled. I was just like, mm, no, close them. <laughs> but he. I, like, again, like I said, I thought I could change him, but I couldn't. Like, I, I you know how you, um, people say, oh, you can never change a man to become a better person? Yeah. That was an example. A, I couldn't change him. Like, I was just like, you have so much going for yourself. Like, as a, as a, um, as a sophomore telling a grown adult, like, you have so much potential. 
Why don't That's, you? That shouldn't be like that. Yeah, yeah, like, I was just like, you have so much also, going for yourself. different, completely part of his life, too. His brain's completely different. Yeah, so I was just like, you're doing this, you're doing that. And finding out, I didn't, I didn't know that he had a whole girl while I was with him. Oh, God. Yep, so that's a different, yep. That's a whole different trauma. Yep, so I was just like, oh, oh, okay. Like, when I found out, I was just like, you're, you're really going to sit here and tell me you have a whole girl, but yeah, I was at your house. Your mom drove me from school to your house to drop me off back home after... Being. The mom, I guess, didn't know about the other girl. I think she did. Like you, know, uh, like you know how. Unless, like, unless like she, unless he was like, oh yeah, to, like my friend or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's just like, oh okay, and then like the mom seemed so happy for me, and like not happy for me, but happy for him. Like he found somebody, but she didn't know my age. But I was just like, I was shook. Like I was to the point where I was just like, okay, I'm done with guys. And then guess who reappeared back to my life. The one that I met when I was 15. The 24-year-old. 24, the 24 yes. So, that was... Okay, so that's sophomore. So, junior year, it was... Like I said, like I felt like I couldn't be alone. Like Between jumping from friends to friends to guys, I wouldn't say I was like in a true relationship. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I was just... They were there for fun. Right. But it's not like I was being a, you know, S-L-U-T. I wasn't doing none of that. Like, I didn't lose my virginity till I was 19. Yeah. Or I'm not judging you. Yeah. To my actual lover, which um, bump him. I'll get into that. That will be a part two because (laughs) this is the reason why I'm very traumatized where I can't stand guys. But the other dudes, they were just... A lesson learned like i i didn't know what i want like what type of guy you're I just want. playing the field yeah sounds just, like yeah but the the one i actually started the one i actually fell in love with that i'm gonna give you a sneak peek like my mom like my my ex got kicked out of his house like where he was staying at and i decided for him to stay with me with my mom i was living living with my mom at that time i was 19 and I snuck him to the house. Well, when he got kicked out, like I was just like, okay, don't say nothing. Like you're staying here. Like you feel me? Like you're good. And when I finally told my mom, like I'll say two days later, I told my mom. My mom was just like, Belin, what? I'm like, yeah, my boyfriend's staying with me, with us actually. And she's like, she, she was just like, no, he's not. I'm like, well, if he's not staying here, then me and him gonna be living out on the streets. I don't care. Like, that's mm-hmm. how hard I went for him. Right. For him to try me like that. But anyways, more of the story, guys, are not, like, not, well, I haven't found the right guy yet. But that's part of the, like, my trauma. Like, with guys I've dealt with, like, seeing how my mom, like, how she was, how she was with guys and how guys treated her, it's like a pattern mm-hmm. that I feel like I'm, I'm repeating. But you don't have to. Which I know I don't have to, but that's why I'm stopping it now mm-hmm. because I see myself ending up in the same position as she is. And like I remember my mentor told me while I was with my ex, he says, Wilene, you better stop or you'll end up six feet under or end up in jail. It was to the point where like I see that my anger started building up since I was small. Like I knew I had anger issues. But 
I never like you know like when you you know you're going through some things but you don't want to when you get irritable and angrier yeah no you're in denial like you don't you don't know that you have something going on with you yeah because it's all like it's all in your subconscious that people don't realize that when like shit happens to you it stays with you like it follows you it stays with you in the back and your subconscious and then you react and you don't really like why am I acting like this it's like because you never dealt with what happened to you and that's why I hate about um I just did it to myself and what I hate about positive um toxic positivity Mm -hmm. is that a lot of people on Instagram and social media like these boss babe girls or like these people who you know, I get you're trying to spread a positive message, but a lot of times they spread a lot of, like, toxic positivity. Or false. Like, oh, if shit happens to you, oh, just get back up. Like, okay, can I, can I, can I feel that first? Can I, can I feel it? Can I, can I, can I, can I be in my feelings? Can I, can I, can I go through it? Can I, you know? And I just don't like those girls on social media. I feel like they're very toxic. Yep. I uh, feel like they don't maybe realize it because there's a lot of, like, I've read a lot of personal development books and self-help and... Some of them, you know what I notice is that I feel like the ones that say, oh, you're just getting right, I'm going to keep pushing. I feel like a lot of those books are the ones that are, like, written by men. Yeah. And I actually didn't realize that until, like, now. I'm, like, thinking about certain books that I've read, and I'm, like, those were written by men, like, back in the old days. Like, obviously, like, it would be a different perspective if a woman wrote it. And, like, there are girls that, there are there are particular girls I know that have childhood trauma that, that are now on social media, like... I'm not saying you have to, like, mention your trauma on social media to be, like, considered credible or something like that. But just, I hate when people pretend they have the perfect life. I think that's what I'm saying is, like, these are the people who are trying to sell, like... A fake dream. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's, like, fake. It's definitely, like, attainable. But they it's it's not being really thoughtful of other people's lives. True. You know, like... For me, I struggle with bipolar disorder, so it will be harder for me to do certain, to get reach certain goals than people who don't have my illness because yeah. I constantly in battle with my brain, with my moods constantly changing. And it's like if I'm trying to reach a goal, let's say in something, and one day I wake up extremely like depressed, that's kind of hard for me, yeah. you know. And I have my those days, and they do like there are people who do talk about. Um, like, oh, yeah, we all have our hard days. Like, they say stuff like that, but that's, like, on top of the iceberg. That's yeah. not deep, you know? And I just don't want, like, when people just, like... I mean, I I know in my life... Like, the way I present myself on social media, and you probably have seen it since you follow me, is that I always, before I show what I have now, like, the kind of life that I live now that people want, I show what I where I was before. And I also would still show, like, oh, yeah, I still have some struggles. Like, you know, like, my life's not perfect. Um, where some people literally DM me and they think my life's perfect. And they ask me, how do I get to where you are? I'm like, well, there's a lot of crying involved. A lot of self-doubt. You know? Like, I like to share that stuff. Sure. I don't like to just be like, oh, yeah, like, I have a perfect life now because I work for myself. No. It's like, easy peasy. I have deep, different demons now. <laughs> like stress. Yeah, but that would be a whole different podcast um i should probably do a solo podcast on that but anyway um i'm not gonna talk more about me i'm talking about you so you were saying how you would your anger would show up in ways where you're like hitting people and stuff like that yeah yeah it was to the point where like for example when i used to well to this day i'm not gonna lie to this day i will 
I will um, throw things or I'm happy. This it's normal. Phone. It's yeah. Everyone it's, has anger. Yeah, it's to the point where, it, to be honest with you, it's normal for me. Like to, I used to throw throw my phone. Mm-hmm. This this would have this would have been my. This is a 12, 12 Pro Max. So I had a eleven. Uh, 11 I think it's 11 pro I don't remember but it was two years ago I actually got into it with one of my roommates and I threw my phone and instead of hitting him because I feel like if I hit him it would have been 10 times worse so I threw my phone and it started smoking and I pushed a wall a a hole on the wall like in their wall dang letting them know I'm mad like you feel me so all this anger that's like building up it's just that like like my therapist said, I had a therapist for Yeah, a I was day. just going to actually, that was going to be a follow-up question if you've been going to therapy for that. Oh, no, you want to listen to her, her response? This is my second therapy. Okay, therapist. here we go. She, <laughs> she said on my first, on my first, like, start, like, me talking to her, like, letting her know about my childhood and stuff like that. She said, you have so much going on that I can't keep being your therapist. You have to find somebody else. She said, she, she said, I have a lot of trauma, a lot of trauma. So I just, I just sat there and thought about it and started crying. I'm like, all I'm doing is crying out for help. And all I want is a listening ear. And you're telling me I have so much trauma that you can't help me out. Then why you became a therapist? Yeah, that that's true. Um, I've had therapists where I felt like actually my recent one where I felt my trauma was too much Mm -hmm. and she never said to me i don't think it could be like helpful to you and i definitely but so i pretty much just kind of like just dropped her um because i you know with my struggle i have like bipolar bpd like a lot of shit and stuff like that and she would just give me very generic advice like stuff i could just google yeah you know what i mean and it's like i'm paying you Money. money to be my therapist like why are you giving me advice that i can literally just google and i always like try to like i gave it a couple of sessions just to like see like for example um i was struggling with like really bad nightmares like i was having like the most disturbing nightmares and i would describe it to her you know see if she can help me out and dig deep into it and her response was more just kind of like i recommend going to your doctor or something like that. She had no idea why I was having these nightmares. And, but then I Googled, and apparently people who live bipolar can have disturbing nightmares like that. Like, it's a common symptom. But she didn't know that. So yeah. I'm like, why, why, you know? And I, I feel like, you know, my opinion on this is that maybe she was a new therapist and didn't really know how to handle because you do have i mean you do have a lot of trauma i can definitely understand your side though like you're here crying for help and someone's like pretty much doesn't want to like take your case which is like really messed up and just did you eventually find someone who can help you no i gave up at this point i just like started and you saw two right and what did the other one say oh the same cheese in the wall the same thing no no hers (laughs) she said are you sure you're not the problem Wait, what? Yeah. No. No, no, yeah. Then that was my first therapist, too. And it, it was from BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Oh, yeah, my, the one that, that I felt didn't really couldn't help me was from BetterHelp, too. Yeah, I was just like, 
Like, kid you not, because it is a discounted service. So they probably give you like the most unqualified people, yeah, honestly. Yeah, because I was just like, because I was going like I just graduated from not graduated, but I finished medical assistant, got my first job as a dermatologist, like working at a dermatology office, and where I was at, like. I felt like I was getting mistreated. Like, I have anxiety. Not only depression, but I have anxiety too. And if my if my spirit or my, like, if I feel like I'm not in a right environment, my anxiety will start acting up. Mm-hmm. So, it was to the point where I didn't want to show up to work. Like, some days I would cry before going to work. Like I, Oh, I, me too. I've been there. Yeah. I was just like, I, I was seriously like praying. I'm like, okay, God, like, make this be a great day, even though it's not going to be a great day. Please make make it be at least something like at least decent. You feel me? Yeah. So I'll go to work, still bad. Like the the they don't want to. And I was new at that job, so like no one wanted wanted to really train me. My first job was cleaning the elevators. I did not know I was a janitor working <laughs> at a as a medical assistant. I don't get paid to clean clean up the elevators. So That's weird. Yeah. So I was just like I was upset and. My friend, my my ex friend, she told me, "Hey, like I've seen that like you have a lot going on. Like you need to hop on this. Like this will help you out. Like better help." And now she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna do it." So hop on there, and I told her about my past, about my ex relationships, like my like my like how my childhood was, and she's she she stayed on the phone with me, and she's just like. Are you sure you're not the problem? I'm like, how am I the problem? She's like, you see, like how you're like, you're spazzing on me. I'm like, well, I'm spazzing on you because you're not helping me. Like, how you know I'm the problem? I'm like, wow, that's like so unprofessional of her. Yeah. So I was like, you're not supposed to respond like that. And also, as a therapist, you're supposed to expect people spazzing on you because they're here with mental health problems. Yeah. So I was, and on top of that, I was just like, she should get her license revoked. Honestly, no, she need, she just need to find a better job because she, she shouldn't have a license if no. she's gonna act like that. Because That's dangerous to the industry. Big facts. Yeah, because you don't know if you were, like, suicidal at the time and you were told that by a therapist, you know. You're there to get help, not to be judged. Judge, yeah, and I even told her, like, what I'm going through and stuff like that. And she seriously, it was to the point where I'm just like, you know what, I'm done with therapy, like, therapies. So, um, when I now, like, I'm recently going to see my doctor and stuff like that. It was to the point where I haven't seen no doctors, none of that. So I was like, I need to start taking care better of myself and stuff like that. So I reached, finally found a doctor, and she even told me like she put me in, on, on antidepressant um, medication and anxiety medication, which to be honest with you, I'm not gonna take. The reason why is because I feel like it doesn't really help me. It makes me more depressed. Like every single time I, I used to take it, I used to like be down and used to hate life. Like it. My depression and my anxiety, not my anxiety, but mainly my depression, is starting to get worse ever since, you know, my father passed away. So all that is just like, I, someone I truly love is out of my life, but yet, but yet, he was in my life my whole entire time, but I knew he was, like, I personally, even though I didn't know he was my father, but he was someone that used to actually take care of me, you feel me? That was there, and... If I needed anything, I used to call call up when well, call him like, "Hey, I need this or like need someone to talk to." And I personally took advantage of him mm-hmm. when he was alive. 
he used to always want to hear my voice. Mm-hmm. I used to be so stuck in being in love with the dude that I thought that was in love with me that I forgot that I had a father. Mm-hmm. Like, I was so focused on a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's my, he's my everything. And my own father, I used to, like, dub him. Like, he's, like, like for... Uh, he hadn't... He, before he passed away, he didn't see me for, like, three years. Were you... Did he ever get, like, a diagnosis from a therapist? No. Hmm. No, they haven't diagnosed me. All Wait, the, how do they... How can... They, if they give you medication, they have to diagnose you. With oh, something. yeah, with anxiety, depression, that's it. Yeah, the most basic thing, which, like, honestly, everybody in this world has. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was just like, oh, okay. And I feel like I have more than that because... You I'll, can talk about that. So, there's something I want to talk about, but we'll do it off the podcast because okay. I feel like I have a diagnosis for you. Okay. Okay, go on. <laughs> I think I have... I kind of diagnosed myself, too, but <laughs> I didn't want to tell yeah, my Yeah, obviously, I'm not, like, a doctor, but I do, like, have a background in psychology in school. Sorry, go on. But, yeah, so, like, I'm just, like, I was just so, I feel like I have daddy issues. So, like, all these stuff, like, I realized I've been doing is because, like, you know, like, even though my dad was part of my life, but he wasn't really in my life. Like, he wasn't really there. Like, he was there, but he, like, wasn't, like, a father Father. figure. He, okay, I want to. I meant, like. A traditional father. Tra- yeah, yeah, like, you know, waking up, like, mom and dad. Okay, like, mom, dad, yeah. Yeah, like, I wasn't raised in a, like, um, with a mother and father, like, in the same household. Like, how I dreamt, like, how I wanted my life to be, you feel me? Like, yeah. I always wanted to wake up, my mom making food, my dad, you know, like, you know, mm-hmm. all of us, one big happy family. Yeah, but, the American dream. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it didn't turn out like that. It, yeah. it turned out so differently, and it's just... I feel like that's why I'm more angry inside, but it's more to it, which I have to find a root, like my doctor said, and a lot of people say I have to find a root and the reason why I'm the way I am. But to be honest with you, I, I feel like I know. I can, there's some there's some things I could relate to. I mean, I, I mean I I have well I have both parents. I can't really relate to the that part of your life but i can relate to the guy stuff the bullying and the anger and you know stuff like that with my own personal story so with all of that considering all of everything you've been through um moving forward in life like putting all of that behind what do you want to do with that trauma in a positive way the the positive way is that's the reason why I want to enter the medical field. Like it's like I love helping people. Like that's mm-hmm. the most like that's something amazing. That's why I become a, med- a medical assistant. I love working with kids. Like I was the only child, and I like being around kids. I love kids. That's why um, I started being a medical assistant, working at a pediatric office. And it's crazy because um, while while I was in school, I posted that one day I'm a, I'll be a medical assistant at a pediatric office, and that's what I and I um, you like manifested that yeah I manifested that and I prayed on that and that's where that's where I'm at. So the job that dermatology it didn't work out for me and I ended up where I want where I actually wanted to be at. I actually work I love working with kids since I was little. Oh, I used to always work with, with kids, so. What I'm gonna, what all my trauma, I'm, I'm put, put it towards like my work. You feel me? Like of course, working yeah. at, as an RN, like registered nurse, like in like 
probably like peds. I'm still debating because I do want to work in the ER and stuff like that. But at the same time, I want to work at like a, like, for example, like all um, kids Galisano, like children Galisano, like work with kids and stuff like that. Because on, another thing is the reason why I want to work with kids is because my mom lost, um, she had three, three miscarriage mm -hmm. and I could have had like three siblings right now, but yeah. You're the miracle child. Yeah, literally. I told my mom that. And my mom told me the same thing, too. Because when I was in her stomach, my umbilical cord was wrapped around Mine, my too. Neck. Oh, my gosh. Why does, like, all the tr uh, people who have trauma, like, always start out like that? Yep. Like, our lives should start with trauma. For real. <laughs> Before we went out of the womb. Like, here you go. <laughs> trauma child. Do you ever just feel like you're, like, God's favorite or something like that? Yeah. Like, There's literally. a song I want you to listen to after this. Okay. Yeah. But... She's like, my mom, like, she, she even told me, and to be honest with you, I feel like that, like, this year is going to be the year where I try to leave my trauma behind and start, like, really focusing on myself and figure out who I am. Not, like, yeah, the trauma is what created me, but I'm not going to let that make me, you feel me? I'm yeah. Gonna be, I'm going to be, I'm going to try to be a better version of myself, like, letting the situation with guys go like i in a friendship i the one thing i forgot to talk about is friendship because every friends i have i realized they they try me like they will they will they will smile in my face but talk behind my back or yeah we could be friends right now and later down the road i can't one thing, I'm, I'm going to keep it short and simple. One thing about me, I can't have friends for for too long. Unless you get me. Unless you oh, understand I was going to say, you're going to say body me in a month. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. You're like, and if you don't understand, like, what I'm going through and you and you think that my trauma is a joke or you, you're making excuses on why I'm the way I am or, like, telling me, oh, it's all up in my head, then I can't be friends with you. Yeah. Like, that's not the type of friends I want in my life. I want someone that understands where I'm coming from and why, why I'm the way I am. And, you know, if I want some space, give me some space. Because mm -hmm. I don't always want to be around people. I like to be by myself. Oh, me too. It's like where you have, like, no energy to just, like, yeah. talk to anybody. And it's just you want to be to yourself, listen to music, and... Watch TikToks. Yeah. That's me. I'm, like, just scrolling on the TikTok rabbit hole. Me, I used to, like, I don't know, I, I still do that. But I am I like to listen, like, when I'm, for example, when I'm in that mood that I want to be left alone, I like to listen to music. And I don't know, I don't know if I'm the only person that does this, but, like, I'm the type of person, if I'm sad and I want to make myself cry, I, I listen to sad music. I do the exact same okay. thing. I thought I was the crazy, I thought no, I was No, I know what's funny is that when I was with my boyfriend, we did an episode, me and him, and we talked about that. Fun fact. For real? Yeah, we brought that up. Yeah, we brought that up in the conversation. I was saying to him, like, I, like, listen to, like, when I'm, like, sad, and I just, like, need to just, like... When I'm in one of my moods, I like listen to like really disturbing and sad music, and Same. it works. It helps me actually. For real. I'm telling you, have you gotten a chance to listen to Nessa Barrett? No. You have to. Like, it's, she's so good. She's so fucking I mean, good. You will literally listen to her whole fucking album, and you'll be like, okay. She gets me. me. Put me on. Put me on. Yeah, you gotta listen to it. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I think before last time we spoke, we hung out. I think it was before her album dropped. Oh. But okay. yeah, no, she. Oh, I, I'm like literally. I I 
I've talked to so many people about Nesper because I just love her so much, and I've like turned everyone into a super fan. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, like every I'm actually gonna see her in 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 uh, March. I'm flying to Philly to go see her in concert. Oh. I'm so fucking excited. I saw her in concert already at the One More Young Festival in Vegas. Um, and it was fun. It was good. I was just so tired because it was a festival and she was the last one I saw. So I was like, so dead, but I was like, I have to go, obviously, but I'm excited to, um, me and my boyfriend are going to Philly. It's actually our one year. So we're going to go for like her anniversary and like her concert is the day of her one year. I'm like, perfect. That's good. Yeah. It worked out amazing. Yeah. And I'll show you one of her songs like after we get off this, but I feel like I promote her so much. I wish you would notice me one day. I would sure. love to have her on my podcast. You should listen. Have you ever heard of the podcast Call Her Daddy? No. Okay. It's really good. So I know it kind of sounds very sexual, which the podcast actually did start out like one of those podcasts. Okay. Like you literally listen to the podcast. You end up being a little turned on after. But now it's like her podcast blew up, the girl who started it. And now she's focused more on like interviewing people and talking about like real like you know real stuff stuff like that so she had nessa barrett on her podcast and let me tell you i almost i literally was on the plane listening to this podcast i was like oh my god i'm in public i'm gonna start tearing because she was talking about her story mm-hmm. and it was so dark and like what she was saying i was like oh my god she has so much guts to talk about what she was just talking about. She was talking, and she was talking about, like, spoiler alert if anyone wants to listen to that episode, but she, so she has BPD, which is borderline personality disorder, and she had a couple of suicide attempts. And she had, her first one was when she was 14, and then her, she had a recent one about, like, less than a year ago, and she had to be in a mental hospital. So she was saying on the podcast how she like overdosed on some type of pills and then she was about to get into, she was she was already like overdosed she was about to get into her car and like and drive it off a cliff but her friends got there just in time to stop her and then they put her into a mental hospital and when she was talking about that it was obviously really hard for her to talk because she kind of had like relived through those emotions so it's like i felt that i was watching this because it was also like it was visual and i'm like I'm like, oh my God. And just like, it was so recent. Yeah. It was pretty recent. So I'm like, and she was already doing music and her album was already out and yada, yada, yada. Maybe it was before her album. I don't know. But I was like, I don't know. I would lose it if, if Nessa Barrett like died or something. Like, I honestly, like, I usually don't cry when celebrities die. But like, if she died, like, I would literally just have to like throw my own like funeral thing and grieve or something like that. Yeah because she is doing so good for the world like her music is so raw and it's actually like freaking good so you like listen to the lyrics and i'm just like yeah that's me yeah i can relate to that yeah i've been there but uh yeah so kind of like transitioning back to you you said you want to you know be there for kids and everything and go into being an rn would you see yourself working like a pediatrician office because that's where you'd be like more with like kids Yes and no, because like I said, I don't know where I truly want to be in because I not only like working with kids, I I actually do want to work in the ER. Even though it's going to be a lot, it's going to be hectic. Yeah. But I like to move, like I like to move, like I like fast paced jobs. I don't like slow. And Mm -hmm. 
if I do want, if I do become uh, like you know working with kids, I want to be with babies, like neonatal. Oh, would you like do like labor and delivery? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's either that or the ER, cause <laughs> I like cool stuff. Like I, I wanna, I wanna come home, but like, yo, like even um, I saw this bone pop out for real, like. <laughs> And the, and the, the, well, I blame Grey's Anatomy because <laughs> Grey's Anatomy, even though some of the stuff on there is not real, but yeah. it just feels so real. Have you seen House, the show? Yeah. I freaking love that I love show. I love that show, too. And um, there's another doctor show, I forgot. Oh, Chicago Meds. That's my show, too. <laughs> like, I love, I love the, the show. All right, so before we wrap up, I always like to ask my guests if there's like one last thing you want to say to my audience. So people who may be listening may have been had childhood trauma or something similar. Um, you mentioned right now you're not fully in the state of where you want to be, but you are in a better place than you were before. So at least that's what I think you are. Well, okay, compared to, okay, I know what you're going through right now, but you're not punching people. So that's a good thing. Does that make sense? Like, you're not angry to that point? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to, like, explain in a way where it's, like, I know you're, you're, you are personally are going through something right now, which the audience doesn't need to know, and I know, between me and you, but I feel that you as a person have grown. Yeah. That's probably the better way of explaining yeah. it. So, like, what, what I've learned is to not give up, because there's, even though there's, um, there's obstacles down the road, I know that in the near future, I'm going to be in a better position, in a better spot. All I can say to the audience is keep moving. Keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Don't let nothing stop you. Like, you're, like, if you believe in God, if not, all I'm going to tell you is there's always, there's always going to be hard times before you reach your actual goal. Mm-hmm. So to not Life's give up. always up and down. Yeah, yeah, to not give up. Because if you give up now... You're not gonna see. You're not. You won't see. Um. You're not gonna see the what could have been yeah, for you. Yeah. What could have been for you and mm-hmm. the goals that you could have achieved. Cause that's what I have to keep telling myself that it's gonna. There's going to be the the. There's gonna be a rainbow down the line. Like there's going to be some type of light down the road. So I have to like keep moving forward. Cause where I was at before, I'm not in that position again. Like where I was yeah. with my, for example, with my ex. I could have still still been in that position. I could have been six feet under. I could have been in jail. I wouldn't have become a medical assistant. There's always a will. There's a will. There's a way. There's there's all I can say is keep pushing me forward. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Thank you really for cool. having me. Absolutely. And for whoever's listening, I hope you guys have a good morning, evening, night, or wherever you are.